Hey guys, this is Robert Malazzo from Murmur. If you like the show, and I love bringing it to you, it's tons of fun for me. Our audience is awesome. We get great feedback. So here's an idea. If you have time, go to the iTunes store, leave us a review. I'm told by really smart people that it helps cut through the signal and noise world we live in for the show. I love bringing this to you every week. So if you have a moment to leave us a review, that would be great. Murmur Radio on the iTunes store. Thank you so much. And now quiet on the set. Quiet on the set. From the studio of WHUPLP Hillsboro, welcome to Murmur. My name is Robert Malazzo. Over the next hour together, we'll explore where culture meets craft. Today on Murmur, how sweet the sound. From the blind boys of Alabama, Mr. Jimmy Carter and Mr. Joey Williams are with us. Welcome. Welcome to Murmur. Welcome back to Murmur. Robert Malazzo here with you every week. WHUPFM.org in real time. But evergreen, <laughs> evergreen iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Subscribe to us. Download us. That is the key. D. Big D. Download us. Uh, we have a website, murmurradio.com. We have social handles at Murmur. Oh, yeah, I told you, we're going to be live. It's real. It's really happening. September 25th at the Durham Hotel in Durham, North Carolina. Come by free live murmur. Mac DeMarco, Dan Ariely, they will be there. Do not touch the guests. (laughs) Stay away. Uh, Come to see us. Durham, North Carolina, Monday You'll, you'll catch the, the second half of the football game. Come Monday, September 25th, Dan Ariely, Mac DeMarco, free, free live murmur on the roof. It'll be a nice night. September North Carolina is, is really pretty. Come check, check it out. Murmurradio.com, murmurradio at gmail. Good to be back with you. Welcome. Today's guest, I want to say the guest is guest singular, but it's truly plural, but it's truly singular. It's sort of both. The Blind Boys of Alabama, a, a group, and many of you are saying, oh, I've, I've heard of them. You know, hearing of them and hearing them, A, are two different experiences. And I, I 
I'm so I, I'm almost at a loss for words. You know that's rare. We're going to have two of their members on. We're going to have one of their founding members, Mr. Jimmy Carter, is going to be with us, and also the young guy, the young blood, Joey Williams, uh, who uh, he's only been in the band 25 years. <laughs> I mean, he's the rookie, uh, Mr. Carter, uh, born in 1930, and he has been with the group the whole time. He and, and Clarence Fountain, uh, two of the founding members, they started together. Hold on to your seats, 1937. So pre World War II, through civil rights, through Rosa Parks, through marches on Selma, they've performed for Dr. King. They performed for three presidents. I want to ask them today if they'll perform for the next president or the current president. Sorry, I want to know will they would they perform for President Trump if asked? I will ask them that. I promise. I won't let you down. Today's topic though, and why I wanted to bring them in is I've been thinking, it's something I think about, we've talked about this on the show, are films dangerous? Is art dangerous anymore? You know, with this diffuse uh, petri dish of art, so many options, so many visual inputs, can can it still be dangerous? Can art still inspire fear, danger, death, murder, actually? People have been murdered, yes, in the name of art. But I want to look at something different. I want to look at the other side. Can it heal? Can art heal? What is healing? Healing oftentimes takes on a spiritual, religious connotation, and having the Blind Boys today, Blind Boys of Alabama, the legendary uh, gospel quintet, quartet, sorry, I, it, one would one would imagine, one would conclude that today is going to be about religion and spirituality and gospel. I don't have enough time on the show to talk about one of those things, let alone all four of those things. I, and and I'm not going near God. I'm only going to go near the word gospel with these men to, to have them define it. And as a, as a segue into can art heal? What is healing? Healing can be communal. It can be global. It can be political, but it can also be personal. It can also be healing a moment for you that needs healing. It can be getting over something. It can be mourning. Here, I'm going to just get my crummy example out of the way. I'm just going to get out of the way. I remember seeing High Fidelity, the Stephen Frears adaptation of the Nick Hornsby book and in the cinema. And it was right after, oh God, I'm, I'm so conflicted as to like, as I'm saying this, it, it feels so trivial, but I, I had just broken up with a girlfriend and I saw that film and it was the first time I'd laughed in like three months. And that's healing as I look at it now. We're going for bigger prey today uh, with so much now in the news about uh, visual graphic re representations of hate, let's say, flags, let's say, monuments, let's say, so much division and derision. I wanted to talk to two men, and yes, Mr. Carter has lived through it all, so I want to talk to these two men of two generations, so we'll get two generational compasses, compassi, compasses, compasse. <laughs> we'll get two views on this topic. Uh, I must say, Mr. Carter... I think I this I want this guy to be my best friend. I, I just reading about him and seeing what he's gone through and and from seven years old being dropped off at a the, at an institute for the blind, making his way. This I, you know words like serendipity and kismet feel so uh, anticlimactic with, with the path they've been on. You know words like calling and and uh, signs and healing and the spirit, you know, it's funny. I was thinking about the, the, the word soul, you know, soul music. And 
I, I must have read at least five musicians' definition. And you know what the most common definition for soul music is? Music that comes from the soul. <laughs> Talk about ignoring the obvious. I mean, what a beautiful definition. And with that definition, can't we translate that definition to other forms of singing and music? Singing and music, and this is another reason why I wanted to have the Blind Boys on, or rather, I say it as if I had a choice. I wanted them on desperately, and they agreed to come on. They're about to go on tour. They have a new record out. So I'm the grateful one. Music has a unique quality. It has a unique communal uh uh, consistency. It has, you know, it's pre-lingual and post-lingual. Sound has nothing to do with language. We can be moved by sounds, by harmonies, and not even know the song. You do not have to be religious to appreciate religious music, spiritual music, Christian music. I'm rather agnostic, uh, I, may, I must disclose, but I'm moved when I go into a church. I'm moved by the architecture. I'm moved by the sound of gospel music. I'm moved by the, by people who have dedicated their lives to callings. And I believe today's guests uh, are, are, are are these men, are these humans. I remember uh, I was visiting, um, I was in Beijing, China, and I was walking through, there's some beautiful parks in Beijing. I was walking through a park and I saw a group of people singing. I certainly didn't know what they were singing about. It was in Chinese, but they were passing out lyric sheets that you could sing along. And I, again, I didn't know because I don't read Chinese, but they were singing so beautifully. And there was another tourist, and I just said, I got to ask. So I asked the tourist, what are they singing about? It's beautiful. And he said, they're singing communist songs. And I thought to myself, should I be enjoying this? <laughs> and, and the point is, there's something beyond the intellect of the issue that can address the issue. There's something perhaps in the agency of music and sound and art. We're going to look at music today. We don't have time to take on all the graphic arts as healing arts. But music, I think there are unique articles of music you know, coming together in a room. You know, why is, why is um, a music hall any different than a church? You know, why is a singer any different than a priest? Small questions for today. <laughs> Very small questions. We only ask the small questions here on Murmur. Uh, Jimmy Carter, uh, Joey Williams, the Blind Boys of Alabama, separate segments, one vision today on Murmur. Now this. At this time, I'd like to introduce one of the world's greatest gospel groups, none other than the Blind Boys of Alabama with Clarence Fountain. Let's give them a hand. Let us say man. Let us say man again. I want to sing this song tonight, dedicated to everybody out there. And I know that if, you, if you're a motherless child, then you know how a motherless child feels. I want to sing this and dedicate it to you tonight, hoping that you'll enjoy it. And if you enjoy it, let me hear you say something. I want to, you know, I, like to, I don't like to sing to a dead audience. Anybody dead need to be buried. And if you're dead, we'll take time and go outside and bury it and come back and have a good time. Let me sing this again. I can see everybody's mother. Everybody's mother 
Robeson once said that artists are the gatekeepers of truth. We are civilization's radical voice. Well, today's guest on Murmur has been a radical artist and a sensitive gatekeeper for over seven decades. My God, this this man is a living legend. 65 records, five Grammys, three pres- presidents, and one king, one Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., um, he's met them all, and he's converted them all. Uh, he once said, what comes from the heart reaches the heart. Well, today in the United States, a lot of the heart um, is up for debate. So let's turn to one of the great artists, one of the great living artists from the Blind Boys of Alabama, Mr. Jimmy Carter. Hello? Is this Mr. Jimmy Carter? I hope it is. <laughs> Mr. Carter, <laughs> I hope it is, too. It is an honor to connect with you and meet you, and thank you for taking, well, taking this time. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you for, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm glad to do it. Hey, how's the weather down there? How's uh, Birmingham today? Weather is nice in Birmingham today. As a young man, you went to an institute for the blind, the Talladega School. Well, that was... That was, that was uh, my mother had a friend had a had a had a friend that told her about this school and she drove me and my mother up there. That's when my mother dropped me off and left me. Picture this now: a seven-year-old boy. Yeah. Uh, didn't know anybody uh, in a strange place, and and. Uh, when she when she left when, when, when she left me out like 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 the record said I thought the world had ended. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. And and she didn't leave you. She lived over 103. So she, and she's with you now, as far as I'm concerned. Oh yeah, she's with me now still. <laughs> and, and and your dad too. And you know th- those. Did you ever think of running away from Talladega? Did you ever think I, I can't stay here? I, between me and you, I started to run away one night. Uh, I did run. I did. I, I had gotten. I had gotten to the bus station to go back to Birmingham, but the bus people called back up to the school and they they came and got me. I'm sure the bus people saw a lot of young kids from Talladega. <laughs> you try try to try to try to do a jailbreak. But yeah, yeah, now, now let me let me let me make up some. Now, and the school now is 100 percent. Better than it was. It, 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 it is really a school now. Back then, right. we didn't. We didn't. It, 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 it was more. It was more. It was more or less like a reform school. Right. You know? And at night, we were locked up in the dormitory. You know, like 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 like, like they were doing in 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 a, in, a, in, a, in a reform school. Yeah. But yeah. but now it's 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 much 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 better. 
Well, talk about Amazing Grace. That's that's my that's how I was fitting it to a song, Amazing Grace. Why is it? Is it the lyrics? Is it the sound? Is it everything? Is it the me- well? Me- no, no, it, no, no. It, it's something. It, it, it's deeper than that. It is. It is. You know, we we go. We say <laughs> Amazing Grace. We say if it was not for the Amazing Grace of God, the blind boys wouldn't be where they are now. You know. God, the grace of God did that. It was it was God's grace that made us where we are today. <laughs> you all do a version of it, which is fitted to the House of the Rising Sun, and I know, Rising Sun, and right. I know at first you were a little skeptical about that, from what I hear. We 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 rejected the song at first, right? But uh, the producer kept kept talking, and he said, "Well, let's try it. If you don't like it, then we we won't we won't we won't." Put it out, but we we found out that that if that was the that was the best song on the record. Amazing, <laughs> amazing. Uh, talking to the legendary Jimmy Carter, you were the only one of the siblings in your family to have not have sight at birth. Uh, but to me, That's to yeah. me, you know, and this is going to sound a little corny. I apologize. I always tell my students that there's a difference between sight and vision. Well, I don't have I don't have sight, but like you say, I do have a vision. Yes, sir. <laughs> and what I was thinking, you know, Alabama alone, even if you never step foot out of the state. That state alone has had so much to do with the history of civil rights and, and the history and the history of art and the history of protest. Talk about coming from there, how how that's fed into your vision, your mission, and what keeps you going. I think we were called by God to do this work. You know, uh, you just imagine you know, four or five blind people meeting up together in a, in a school and, you know, Starting as starting to sing together, and then decide to go out and let 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 the people know about Jesus Christ. See, we were we were we were brought up in a Christian environment. All of us were. Right. We just wanted to get out there and sing gospel music and tell the world about Jesus Christ. And we had God allowed us to do that. And because I, I feel that we were called, you know, uh, as, I, as, as you say, I was the only, it was my mom, my, my parents had six boys, and I was the only one that couldn't see. And I questioned God about that when I, when I was a little boy. I asked him, I said, why, why did you take, why did you, you gave all of my brothers sight? But you didn't give them, you, 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 you took mine away. Well, he he saw further on down the road than I did. Because if I had, I think, if I had been able to see, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. And he knew that. Hmm. But he wanted, I was chosen to do this work. So I, 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 I used to, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sad because I can't see. You know, I, I'm 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 happy, I'm content. I do everything I want to do, and so yes, it's okay. <laughs> it's it, it's all right. Do you think everyone is called by God, as you say? No, no, I don't think everyone is called. No, I don't. How do you tell about that? I can't answer that. But I don't think every I don't think everybody is called. Mm-hmm. You know. You know that 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 that's an old that's an old proverb that says, 
many are called, but few are chosen. Right. You know, you, yeah, we, we were chosen. You know, we, we were not only called, we were chosen. Yes, sir. And what's amazing, you know, again, not to go back to Alabama, but I was thinking in 1955, the Montgomery bus boycott, Rosa Parks, 1965, Dr. King and the March on Selma. Again, all in Alabama. Yeah. Do you remember those moments in your life at that time? I remember all of that. Uh, unfortunately, I never got a chance to really shake Dr. King's hand. Yes, I never did get a chance to do that. But, I, you know, I was, I was, I was a part of, you know, all of, all of his, all of, I was a part of, we were a part of the movement. But we never, we never got close, you know, really close to him. Well, well, he obviously understood you were part of the movement because you've sung at fundraisers for him, and you know that's keep, that, that's, that's right. Yeah. That's keeping his work alive. You, you also, and I don't that, know how much that's right. I, I don't know how much of our audience knows this following name. They should know it, and I know you know it. And again, it segues a little bit into what's going on today. But Bull Connor, do you remember Bull Connor? Oh, I, I remember Bull Connor. Yeah, Bull Connor was a police commissioner. In Birmingham, Alabama, he was he was he was he was, he was the police commissioner. He was a racist from his heart. He he was the one that 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 sick the dogs on 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 the black people, turned the hoses on the black people. He was he was he was uh he was uh he was brutal, you know. Okay, that was that was the the. Democratic National Convention, and that was the Republican Convention, they had their own convention called the Dixiecrats. Mm. And that, 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 that convention was, was held in Birmingham. So he was, he was a racist from his heart. I was thinking about you and thinking, you know, uh, this, un, this awful politician turning dogs and water hoses on human beings. Now, again, not to get too simplistic, I'm a simple man, I apologize, but not being able to see that, wh- where did your mind go? Because I always think, you know, I tell my students sometimes like in the movies, if you can't see what's going on, you can hear it, it's worse. Your mind creates it. When you heard that was going on, what what was going on in your mind? I mean, that must have just been devastating. It was it, it was it was very emotional. It was a, it was a sad sad thing. And what was really sad, you could you couldn't do a thing about it. You just had to let sit there and listen to it happen. You couldn't do you couldn't do a thing about it, and that 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 made it really 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 bad. Even though the the, the times were hard. We were a family. We we loved one another. You know, we we took care of one another, and you know, we we we, we rose together. We fell together. So the older I get, my friend, and I say this with respect, the more history is interesting to me. When I was a kid, I hated history. So I, I'm throwing a lot of history at you, and I don't mean to. <laughs> Jim Crow obviously was going on uh, when you were on the road, and I was thinking about there were times you couldn't find a place to eat while you were touring because you weren't able to eat everywhere do you remember you're right you couldn't allow, you wouldn't allow them to go yeah so you know you you would sing that night and you you couldn't you couldn't find anything to eat so you would go to the grocery store and you would get a loaf of bread and some bologna and you would make sandwiches and eat, eat and you you would eat that get your get your get your uh a uh, 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 soda to wash it down and go on you know 
We didn't mind that because we, we see we were determined. When we when we when we started out, we, we made a pledge that no matter what happened, we were not gonna turn back. We we, we were gonna go on and that's what we've been doing, you know. We we've had setbacks of course, but you know, we we God has been good to us and and we promised him that if he would take care of us, we would serve him till we die. And that's what we're going to do. You've been doing that, and it's it's inspiring. No matter what your religious or spiritual beliefs are, you guys were touring mostly in the South uh, to black audiences. Um, and it, nothing overtly bad happened in terms of people being violent or protesting. But I was wondering, you know, what was it like? What were the reactions? Did you get criticism from white audience members or any white musicians? Did you remember we- when we finally got a chance to sing to the white audiences, they wanted us to all the time. We just didn't. We just we we just wasn't allowed to give it to them. The the, the white audiences loved what what we, what we were doing. That we we just wasn't allowed to. to they were just, they just weren't allowed to hear it. Were you ever called the N word? We heard the N word. Sure, yeah. we heard the N word. Yeah, but you know we we we, we knew. We knew that was coming, so we, you know we we, 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 were, we were prepared for that. What 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 really what really what really gets to me is you know our own people use it. You know, and that that that, that, that I don't I don't I don't understand that, but we, we do. So ain't nothing I can do about that. Speaking with the legendary Jimmy Carter, icon of everything that I think is right with art and culture. I was reading something you said that was so cool, man. Um, talking about Sam Cooke and, you know, Sam, being on the tour, with, being on the road with Sam. And do you remember Sam apparently used to read you stories, the the, the blind boys? West, 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 Western. Western. So we, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, we love Western, Western books. So he would... He was ride with the blind boy. We were, all, we, you know, we were all in a package. We were all in a package together. And uh, he was, he was ride with us and read us, read, read stories as we, as we rode down the highway. Why westerns? Was it just because of the the guns and the cowboys and the justice? Oh yeah, 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 uh, right, yeah, yeah. You know, Zane, you know, Zane Gray was our, was our favorite western writer. Oh, amazing! <laughs> Zane Gray is yeah. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> the blind boys ride again. I got your next career. I got your next career move, my friend. Tell your manager the blind boys ride again. Let's do it as a western. I, I think that would be, yeah. you know. Yeah, 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 that's looking that. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. You know, so much is going on in the world now, and and race is never left us, and it changes as you know with every political cycle. I know. Singing for Obama was a moment of pride and a moment you'll take. It really, it really, it really was. We we sang for three presidents: uh, George W. Bush, William Jefferson Clinton, and Barack Obama. Uh, all of these people were very, very nice to us. All of them, you know. But now, uh, uh, singing for Obama, singing for a black president had to be, you know, the, the most uh, memorable, you know, because who would, who, who, would, who would have ever thought that that uh, that would be a black president in my lifetime? I never even thought of that. 
but uh, you know, to to see that and to sing to sing to him, that was that was a great great experience. Would you ever sing for President Trump if you were invited? Ah, uh, yes, I would. Hmm. If he, but I don't think I don't think we have to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Now, can I? Why, my friend? Why? <laughs> you don't think that invitation's in the mail? Why not? <laughs> I don't. I don't think that. I don't think that. I don't think that's in the offing now. <laughs> <laughs> what, I, you know, man, they tell you don't talk about religion and politics, and here we're talking about both of them. But I got to ask you. What, what do you th- do? You follow politics in your day now? I mean, it's everywhere now, right? It's every. I love politics. I don't like. I don't like to get into it, but I, I you know, I, I, I listen to it. I, I have uh, my my favorite my favorite uh, politics is MSNBC. Okay. Okay. And, and so I I, I I I follow politics every day. With the protest in Charlottesville recently with uh, monuments, Robert E. Lee, and Confederate, yeah, fla- yeah, Confederate yeah, yeah. flags. What do you think about this? Do you feel it's time these symbols came down? Well, you know, I'll tell you the truth. I, don't, I, 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 get, I believe I, it depends on how you look at it. You know, if you look at it just like, 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 like Pauline Lee was a great hero or something like that, but if you look at it, you know, if 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 I had if I had to say something about it, I think I think they all should come down. Mm. They don't bother me either way. You know, they don't bother me. You know, because I I I I, I know I know I know you know I know what 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 I what I stand for. If you look at it in a, in a, as, as a as a statue of hate, I think it should come down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just to go back, the night Dr. King was shot, do you remember where you were at the time? 1968? Yes, sir. April 4th. 19... Yes, sir. April 4th, I was, I was, we had a show in Cleveland, Ohio that night. That's where, that's where I was. When Robert Kennedy got shot, I was in Los Angeles, California. To, to go back to Dr. King, did you hear about that before you went on or after you went on? Uh, oh no! I heard it right before before we went on. Do you remember that audience that night? I, well, yeah, it was. I think I think I think that had something to do with the crowd because it was a very small crowd that night. After that happened, it was a very small crowd that that night. Yeah, very very few people came to the came to the show. I could imagine also as a performer, your heart must have been ten times. Oh, it was it was oh, heavy. It, it was it was. It was very hard. It was very hard to do. Goodness gracious! Before we we say goodbye, you know, I I always wonder, and I know you you will know the answer to this because I, I just think you know everything. But that's a different conversation. <laughs> Can, do you think you know we're talking about a lot of the the tough moments now in the world culturally and history? Do you think art can heal that? Do you think art? You're an artist. Can it heal pain? When the blind boys go on stage. We we, we we would love we, we would like to know we, we would like to think that we could that you know that it it could it could bring healing. By me being the spokesman, I go out there, I say, Well, ladies and gentlemen, here here we are, the blind Lord of Alabama. I say, I hope that we can say something or sing something that will lift you up and make you feel good, you know. 
we don't we I like I like to touch lives. Mm. You know, if I can touch if I can touch just one life, you know then then it's all it's all it's all worth you know going going through what we do. A lot a lot of people a lot of people think singing is easy, but it's not. The the things all the things you have to go through, you know, to get to get to where you're going. You know, it, 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 it's a hard job, but if you can touch a life, if you can, if you can bring healing to to, 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 to to someone that has a pain, you know, a, 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 a mental pain, then I'm 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 willing to go through whatever I have to go through to you know to to to, to let him let to, to to bring healing. You've created another gift to uh, art and culture. Uh, almost home, and um, it's an unbelievable, and it's it's like an autobiography or a biography. It's both. It's a little bit of both. Uh, and I was thinking, that, that's what that's what we wanted to be. It's the thing only you men could do, is that it's your words, but it's other people's connection to your words. So it's literally what 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 your team did so geniusly is took interviews from you and Clarence and sent some taped interviews out to songwriters and got 50 submissions back 50 uh <laughs> and i don't i mean that that's a talk about touching people's lives um that must have been emotional when people started responding to your words with art because art that leads to art mr carter i would imagine that's the greatest testimony to your art you know to hear that that the some 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 quotes that we made, and to hear to hear it come back in in, in a song, you know, it, it it was it was a great great experience, but it was also a humbling one too, you know. Well, I, I was thinking about that as I was thinking about talking to you. <laughs> I would say the same thing, you know, and just in closing, sometimes you listen to an album and you think, ah, they kind of threw this in there. Never on a Blind Boys of Alabama record is anything ever just thrown in there. It's all <laughs> it's all like a masterpiece. But, you know, I was thinking about the title Almost Home and you talked about I'm Almost Home. I, I gotta I gotta correct you, sir, respectfully. I think you've been home the whole time. I think, you know, I mean, because I think about that concept of home a lot, and I know you probably define it in maybe more spiritual terms than I do, but how do you, just before we say goodbye, or until we meet again, I'd say, how do you define home? Home, for me, this is, this is, this is, this is, this is about the best I can say. When I, when I, when I, when I'm on the road a long time, and I finally get a chance to come to come home, you know, to come home. I like to come home. I like to just sit and just and just rest and enjoy home. You know, I'm a sports guy. I love my sports. Roll so Tide. What are we? What are we saying? Roll, roll Tide. Roll, roll, roll Tide. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, we'll chat about that next time. But go on. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's 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 what home is to me. It's just a place where I can come and. Rest and enjoy my, you know, just, just just enjoy myself. I always say this, and I'll say it probably again in less spiritual terms than you might say it, and less beautifully than you would say it. The difference between angels and devils are when devils leave, they've taken something. When angels leave, they've left you something. You've left. A, that's, that's, that's a good. That's a good. That's a good analogy. Th- then you're an angel and more, because you've <laughs> you've left us so much. 
and uh, Clarence and all the the blind boys who started with you and have come along this journey. You are a survivor and you are an inspiration for everyone. No, beliefs notwithstanding, my friend. Thank you so much for being here. And uh, we're going to do this in person. That's my mission for the next couple of months. I would love to to see you all in person and, and chat face-to-face. That would be a, an honor for in me. It, in, in, in a time, my friend. In a time. I'll be, I'll be happy to talk with you. Take care, uh, Mr. Carter. All the best and uh, safe journey home, wherever home leads you. Thank, thank you, my friend. Take, thank you. Take care, Mr. Carter. Home again, home again One day I know I feel home again Home again, home again One day I know I feel strong again Lift my head Many times I've been told All this talk will make you fool So I'll close my eyes Look behind Moving on Moving on So I'll close my eyes Look spoke with the patriarch, the one of the forefathers, one of the Mount Rushmores of the Blind Boys of Alabama, Mr. Jimmy Carter. So now we want to welcome in the young buck, uh, the baby of the group, the freshman of <laughs> the Blind Boys of Alabama. Please welcome to the show, Mr. Joey Williams. Joey, welcome to Murmur, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So when was the last time you were called Young Buck? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I love it. I think we have to do this more often. It's, it's like getting carded at a, at a bar. You never get tired of that stuff, you know? That's right. It never gets old. <laughs> <laughs> you jumped in uh, early 90s, right? Do you re- was it around 93 yeah. or a little earlier no. than that? Uh, it was 92. You ran into the Blind Boys on on a bill. You were on a double bill with them, right? You were you were gigging right. with the Mighty Clouds of Joy, and that's correct. And tell me a little bit about that serendipity, man, because I'm telling you, that's pretty. That's a pretty cool story. Oh well, I was um, playing guitar for the Mighty Clouds of Joy, and we were had t- um, taken the place of the Fairfield Four. They were supposed to be on the gig, and they canceled. So they called the Mighty Clouds of Joy to take their place. And the blind boys were, were there. So when we finished, one of the tour managers, the tour manager came to me and asked me to go find them. If I knew anybody who would like to join or like to travel 
you know, and, and get them. Can I find them somewhere? And I said, um, yeah, I, I know lots of guys. So I went home and I did some research. I asked some of the band members that's, that were traveling with me about them. And I did some research. And um, long story short, I came back and I called them. And I said, yes, I found someone. And that someone was me. <laughs> and, I, and I've been there ever since. <laughs> you know, in our genre and in, in our gospel neighborhood, we all know about that. So um, when I found out that they were doing, you know, bigger things than I had um, imagined, I said, um, well, they, you know, they were doing, they hadn't, you know, did the arenas and stuff like that. But they were doing, you know, like clubs and not just doing like uh, churches and, and uh, regular gospel programs. They were doing a lot, of, a lot of things. I saw them on HBO. So I said, well, this is something that um, I need to be doing because my <laughs> you know, gut and my heart is rooted in gospel and gospel music and especially quartet. Yeah. So I said, well, this is the avenue I can make a living and I can stay stay out here. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it was a pretty good choice, man. We're speaking with Joey Williams of the Blind Boys of Alabama. I want to I get back to the term gospel in a minute, but I want to get right to a little bit of the spiritual side of this, uh, no matter what one's beliefs are. I, I found, you know, Mr. Carter was really candid. He 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 says very openly that he was called to do this work, that he was called by God to do his work. Do you feel you were? Yeah, I was definitely called to do this work. You know, before I even knew any better, every Sunday we're in church. So um, I was feeling what I felt before I even knew what what I was feeling. You know, um, we were in church every Sunday. And even in church, as a young, young child, I was playing for the church. I was like one of the musicians in the church. And we were in a small church in Brooklyn, so... So they just had a piano, you know, piano player, if she decides to play. <laughs> and like <laughs> maybe a drummer or something like that. And I decided, you know, to bring my guitar. And my father let me, you know, bring it. And I would play, you know, guitar and I would play drums in the church, something like that. So it started way back. And I started by being there. There's no way you can be there in church and not feel something. Mm. I just didn't know what it was. And then, you know, my father started me playing in his band. And so it was just, you know, it was just destined. And yes, when I got the call, you know, I felt that I was called by God to do this because everything just felt, just keeps falling in, in place and it's all in divine order. Do you feel like everyone gets a calling, a moment of a calling? I don't know about everyone, but I know, but I do know that uh, many, many people are called. Right. Yes, I do believe that. And just anybody, you can say, and you can say, I've been called, but sooner or later, we'll find out. You know, <laughs> the world will know, you know? So, yeah, no, yeah. so yeah, there are many that are called. You're the music director for the group, uh, and yeah. you're also a cited member of the group, and they've had cited members. Some of the founding members were cited members. Uh, to ask right. the clumsiest question of all time, I might as well get it out of the way. What's it like being the cited member of the Blind Boys? Uh, well, and tell me how sorry. many times people ask you that question. <laughs> <laughs> right, and also, are you blind? Because, uh, <laughs> well, I I knew uh, at least I knew that. Give me some credit. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. So, being with them with the Blind Boys 
from the beginning was a learning experience because I hadn't had any dealings with blind people. I hadn't, no one was blind in my family and um, I had no interactions with, um, with the blind. How often will the guys ask you about something visual? Even, you know, the crowd, have they, do they ever say, what does the crowd look like tonight? Or how big is the crowd? Or in <laughs> what occasions will they literally ask you what something looks like? You know, I mean, simple things that I see, you know, or they would ask me, what does this person seem like or look like? Or I've, um, well, like you said, the crowd, um, sometimes before we go out, Jimmy will ask me, how's the crowd? And I'll tell them, um, you know, it's um, three quarters full or it's full or we, we have a packed house or we have um, we have uh, mixed crowds. And we have, they have some blacks in the crowd tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we got mostly white tonight, you know, things like that. Or um, when uh, everybody's going, you know, like say you're riding along on the bus or, you know, and, and everybody goes, oh, my goodness. Or, Ooh, you know, I'm the one. You know, I'll say, oh, that was uh, an accident on the side of the road. Or that was uh, um, a guy that came and he had some uh, blue hair and everybody's going, oh, my goodness, you know, that kind of thing, (laughs) you know. Do you ever lie about it? Do you ever say, oh, man, it's packed out there tonight and it's half full? I mean, I'm not trying to sound like a jerk. I'm just saying, do do you, I mean, what's, what, (laughs) have you ever wanted? Well, I, I, I won't lie about it, but I won't say you know, I'll just, just, I just won't say, right. you know, at all, you know, just, you know, if it's, if it's really not that great, I was like, oh, you know, it's, it's pretty cool out there, you know? <laughs> yeah. What do you think you've taught them? Hmm. Whether it's arrangements, you know, collaborations, the really cool collaboration y'all did in 2013 with Justin Vernon, Bon Iver. If, uh, <laughs> if you ask them, they're saying, he ain't us nothing. No. <laughs> <laughs> Musically, we've taught each other a lot musically, vocally, like in vocal arrangements. I do a lot of that. And there's a lot of that that they knew. But then a lot of that, I kind of, you know, brought my thing to it, like um, like with harmonizing and kind of arranging background vocals and that kind of thing. And, you know, I, where I thought that, you know, they were the end all be all, <laughs> you know, I was just like, you know, I was surprised that they were able to learn anything from me. Talk about timing and, and the journey. Um, so much of what's going on now in the world with art and with race and with, you know, physical, st- whether it's a statue or a flag. And do you guys talk about that in, in the sense of the racial climate of today? Do you guys talk about the social issues of the day on a, on a specific level or do you leave that out of of the work. I do ask them questions about, you know, you know, about what they went through back then mm. and how different is it now and what do you think about what's going on now? And you know, things like that. So yeah, I, I, I do I ask questions. I, I ask a lot of questions of them because I I learn so much from them. I mean you the, know, the, they're they're living history books. They're living you they know, are. they're more than that, but they're they're, they're a gift to us. We're talking um, so graciously with Joey Williams of the Blind Boys of Alabama. The, the word gospel is an interesting word to me. Um, define that word gospel. What is gospel music? Gospel music to me is, is music from the soul. Um, gospel is good news. You know, um, 
some people call it spiritual, but you know, but it's inspiration. Inspirational, you know, it's all those things to me. It's a feel, you know, there's something about gospel that no other genre of music can can offer, and, and you can feel, and you know, there's good music, and there's good sound, and I love the sound of a lot of music, but I have never felt what I feel and what I have felt in gospel, you know, listening to gospel songs and, you know, certain ones, you know, come on and man, you know, mm, mm. <laughs> you got to move, you know, and it just gets all <laughs> down in yourself. So, I mean, it's hard to explain. I think you're doing it. And, you know, and also for those, you know, and, and we could put religion aside for a second, but, you know, people who love Aretha Franklin even, or Sly Stone, Sly Stone, used to sing gospel as a nine-year-old in church. And this is Sly of Sly and the Family Stone. You know, so so many of the, the great artists we people know on a, let's say, secular level are, go, can, are gospel. There's another term I want you to define, which is gospel drive. Um, what is gospel drive? A gospel drive is, a, is the fast song that a, um, a gospel quartet will do. It's a... Um, it's a it's, 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 I couldn't, it's, it's hard to explain in words. Any kind of song. I felt like that. that. I felt that. I got goosebumps. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just got run over well, on Gospel Drive. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's my rendition of just sitting down and getting this out. But that is a, uh, you know, the drive is the song that gets everybody going. It's a song, you know, like that you wait to do, mm. you know, a drive, but also a drive is the music mm. as well. Mm. You know, that what I just did for you, mm. that is best I can explain what a drive uh, is. You know, you keep saying you're bad at explaining things. I, these are some of the best explanations I've ever heard. A word like gospel may turn people, some people off because it feels religious mm-hmm. or Christian music, you know. Right, right. Um, mm-hmm. Are we losing these terms, you know, as artistic terms? Do, or are you worried about losing these terms? You know, I'll, I'll give you a really crude example. The other day I was on iTunes and I was looking for a selection of gospel music. I literally typed in the search for the word gospel. Very mm-hmm. little very little showed up. And I thought that doesn't make any sense to me. And I think it's because okay. of, of the way we're cataloging music now words like gospel which feel like a belief system added on top of it scare people are you worried about Mm -hmm. us losing these terms as the world changes well i certainly hope not i hadn't looked online and noticed the change because everywhere we go you know we are known as a gospel group we say we're a gospel group they say what do you you know what kind of music do you do their gospel music, yep. you know, and if yep. they, if we're overseas or something and then they don't quite understand, we'll say, well, soul, you know, it's music from the soul, you know, you know, we'll play soul music, you know, we claim that as well, because, you know, it's music from the soul. Well, you've just given us another reason to stay off the internet, um, and it, because <laughs> as long as people get it, you know, I think that's the bottom line. Um, yeah. Talk about music that can heal, or art that can heal. Do you think art can heal? Do you think music can heal people? I know it can. Um, there's been people that come to the shows and they wrote in and told us that the, our music, you know, has healed. You know, uh, Amazing Grace has been played at, um, at like so many funerals and not just 
the, the original song, the song that we do, you know, they play that for their loved ones, you know, for their last song or they use it at the funeral or, you know, it's got them through the toughest times and not just that song, but a bunch of songs, you know, that got them through. There's people that brought people that, um, that were sick, you know, brought them to the show that that wouldn't feel them well. And, and they come back, you know, as we're signing outside, they say, I wasn't going to come tonight, but, you know, my daughter made me come out tonight, and I'm so glad I did. You know, I was feeling bad, but I'm feeling glad now. And I feel like I've been in church. There's different people saying different things. You know, um, I'm an atheist, but I tell you, I felt something in here. You know, that kind of thing. That happens to us all the time. In Japan, we're in Japan, uh, and uh, a lady comes back, you know, a young girl comes back, and she's not speaking any English but she's just, you know, she's just really, really excited. And somebody's trying to, you know, ex- explain what she's saying. And she said, I don't know what it is. They translate it. And she said, I don't know what it is. And I can't explain it. But I feel something from you. Uh, from you. Mm. So those kind of things. Mm. It's funny, as you were talking, I, I was thinking of the question again, because to ask if it heals, it's not, we're not saying people in wheelchairs get up and do cartwheels. We're talking about... no emotional healing you know we're talking about uh, 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 emotional wounds you know as you as you say you know i was thinking about the 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 moment where prince joined you guys on stage um at the knitting factory in la and i'm I'm sure that's a special memory for you when prince passed away where did your mind go did you reflect back on that moment in los angeles i did it was such a surprise i mean you know he's still young so there yeah. was such a shock to me. And I thought, sure, I would see him again. Yeah. I just knew I would see him again. And we would talk about that time. I would, you know, I'd show him the picture. And I was like, you remember, you know, he came on stage, you know, with us. Or he would come back to another show at least, you know, because he came on stage while we were performing. And Jimmy has a part where he goes in the audience. While Jimmy was in the audience, he came on stage. So he wasn't looking for any kind of notoriety or anything. He just felt that drive and we were doing the drive as, as a matter of fact and the drive was getting to him so much he he asked could he come out on stage and i turned around and i said yes come wow. on out wow so he just came on stage clapping his hands and he actually didn't know what to do so i offered him my guitar and um he said yes so he took the guitar uh, i took the strap off he sat on the stool and he played the guitar and he drove like he's been with us forever wow. you know wow. he fit right in the band he started driving and then he got up and then he left and when i haven't seen him and i haven't seen him anymore wow. so the night he passed that's all i could think about yeah do you think about that with mr fountain and mr carter their journey and the, the new record is called almost home the title itself can bring you to to tears of joy and sadness. I do. I think back to when um, the other, the third of the three, George Scott, when he passed, I, you know, I didn't think any of them, I didn't think that was possible. Right. I don't know why I thought they would all live forever. Right. Because, you know, my journey with them has been so special, you know, I can't even put it into words. So when I think now, you know, the age that Jimmy and Clarence are now, you know, I can help but to think about it. And then with this new record, that really brought it, you know, yeah. you know, brought it into mind. So, yeah, I do think about it. And um, I try not to, but when, you know, it, it, it comes around and, you know, I, I look around at the other guys and try to see what 
you know, what would I do? You know, what would I do without Clarence here? What would I do without Jimmy here? You know, what, you know, so it's, it's heavy, you know, but it's something we all have to think about, you know, with our parents, you know, with our loved yeah. ones. I just buried my favorite uncle um, two days ago. Uh, my condo- you know, my so, condolences, man. My condolences. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So it's something we think about, but, you know, we move on and we don't dwell on it. And, and to see Jimmy, Jimmy um, out last everyone in the band he's <laughs> up the latest you know if i want to say if we op- you know we're opening for a big band like peter gabriel or tom petty or anybody yeah you know i want to stay after we you know finish you know some of the guys they want to go back to the hotel probably most of them yeah and uh, anybody wants to stay jimmy staying with me <laughs> <laughs> I, I think <laughs> i think i want to party with jimmy <laughs> the, the last question the guys ever talked about what would happen in the next generation of the blind boys of Alabama, I mean, would it continue if the men weren't with us anymore? If, if Clarence and Jimmy weren't with us, do you think the blind boys would continue as a group? Well, I, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure we will. Yes. You know, as hard as it may be. And I don't know how, but <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure management, if not just me or, or, you know, or, or other members, but management would probably see to it that it keeps going, you know, because it's it's so unique. The Blind Boys of Alabama as an institution is so unique. There's no other like it. You know, there's other quartet groups. There's other gospel quartet groups. There's other gospel singers. There's other gospel acts. There's other acts, you know, there's other bands. But there's no other Blind Boys of Alabama. It's just, it's just you know, not another. So I think the world would be, you know, dealt a disservice without them still going on. Whatever one's religious beliefs are, uh, the world may need you now. Um, you know, mm-hmm. uh, artists are priests of, an, of a kind. You know, music mm-hmm. is both uh, a message, but it's also a, another calling that br- brings people of all races and religions together. So um, you're really doing important work, and, and you know, between you and me— I, I what I love about what you guys are doing is you're living through history. Thank you so much, man. Uh, next time we'll do this, Thank we'll do you. this in person. I'll catch up with you maybe on the road. Uh, all okay. all best, health, happiness, and success, and and keep doing what you do, man. And no one does it better than you all. So, congratulations. Thank you so much. Take care, Joey. Be well. Okay. How many times can you stay? How many times can you step on a stone before that stone shows some signs that it's been walked on? How much water can you pour?
I'd like to thank the guest. Today I want to say, how do we thank? How do I thank Mr. Carter and Mr. Williams for being here on Murmur? Um, I guess the way to say it is, thank you, Mr. Carter. Thank you, Mr. Williams. We'll be listening. Murmurradio.com is the website. Go to the website. Enjoy the website. (laughs) At MSF Murmur, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, Murmur Radio. We will be live, 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 live uh, at the Durham Hotel in Durham, North Carolina, September 25th, live and free. Let's live free and be alive. See ya.